awesome. Oh, awesome man. indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Weekly Awesome, your one-stop shop for everything awesome. Uh, in this, our first ever uh, special episode, it is, this episode goes to 11, three-day weekend special. Woo! Let's three do it. That's right. Weekend. Holiday tomorrow. Let's that get saucy. We can stay up late tonight, guys, way past our bedtimes. That, that sounds enjoyable. I like that plan. Mm. I'm joined, as always, by my two favorite fellas on the earth, William and Louie. Hey, hey bubs. Hi. Hi, Josh. What's crackling? It's not not much. Mm. Still, uh, still reeling from that crazy-ass Seahawks game, really. Oh, man. How good was that game? It had, oh, I can't wait to talk about it. Coming up later in sports. Ooh, good tease, Bubba. Keep them get- on. They'll listen to all those commercials we play in the middle. It'll be great. Hmm. <laughs> Well, room. as you as you've just heard, a special uh, edition. Since it's a three day weekend, we've got Martin Luther King Day tomorrow, so some of us don't have to work. <laughs> I do have to work, but I I'm still have to work have fun anyways. <laughs> I I don't have to work. Yeah, well, and we want to enjoy this with you, Bill. So oh, we're, yeah. we're Thanks, going for guys. it, guys. Thanks. Um, yeah. And because of that, you can check out on theweeklyawesome.com if you head to I believe the a news page or the awesomes page. One of those on the bottom, you can find the weekly awesome drinking game now. We're not saying you should drink a drink of alcohol every time the rule is broken. Maybe a sip of water, something non-harmful. Uh, there's one rule to the drinking game, and if you'd like to play along with us this episode, well, heck, it's a good way to break up that work day on Wednesday, huh? All right. <laughs> Just get so, sauced at work. <laughs> anytime the word awesome is said, you drink. So, fellas. It's a really, really about- simple drinking game. We're about five behind. Let's do this. All right, let's do it. This is an awesome, awesome drinking game. Oh, it's All so right. awesome. Let's get this episode started. Bill, you're up first. Drink of the week. What are you drinking? I am. Uh, I'm drinking a some Woodford Reserve. Ooh. I got a bottle of bottle of Woodford for uh, for Christmas from a family member, and I'm currently enjoying the last last drops of the bottle of Woodford Reserve. So at some point during the pod. Here I'm gonna switch over to something not quite as fancy, probably grain belt, and that's mm. how I'm gonna finish things out tonight. But that's what I'm drinking, and I I really Woodford Reserve is probably my favorite bourbon. Um, I like it a lot. Awesome, Louis. Um, I'm also drinking a bourbon. Uh, I'm having some Evan Williams Black Label, which mm. is a little classier than my standard Evan Williams Green. Um. It's not classy at all, but well, it's a three-day uh, you know. weekend. Yeah, I'm uh, throwing some bitters in there. Yeah. I didn't get home early enough to make simple syrup, so I'm just doing ice bourbon and bitters, which I don't know what we're calling it, but it's not bad three, though. Bourbon and bitters a, is good. Yeah, and I and I and I awesome like me some Evan Williams by itself. So it's what did you say, Josh? Did you say it was awesome? Oh, I said it was awesome. Drink. Oh shoot. It's going to be weird. We're playing a game now. Yeah. <laughs> I am uh, drinking a Sierra Nevada Extra IPA, the Torpedo. Oh, the Torpedo mm. is a good one. It one is of, one, Okay, speaking of three-day weekends, one of the greatest three-day weekends of my life was uh, when the plaid pantry by our house in Portland, for no reason whatsoever. I'm, I mean, I'm assuming it was because it was stuff was, was going bad, about to expire. But they were selling six packs of Sierra Nevada for $4.99. And Nathan Ringstorff and I bought many six packs of Torpedo because that shit is like 9% and it was five bucks and uh, fun was had. It was, dare I say, an awesome weekend. Mm, Drink. All right. Well, that sounds like some good drinks. And like we said, we're, well, we'll maybe introduce a few more as we go (laughs) because it's the extra special. This episode goes to 11, three day weekend special episode. Visit theweeklyawesome.com for drinking game rules and uh, for a host of other things. You can submit questions uh, to our email address, theweeklyawesomepodcast at gmail.com. You can catch us on Twitter at weeklyawesome. Web email. It's a thing. Find us on Instagram. Folks, this one's only going to get better as it goes, so just keep those headphones on. Bubba, I hope your editing fingers are in shape because they need to be. They are, sir. Louis, song of the week number one. What are we listening to? So I picked my song of the week is Crosswords by Panda Bear. His new album came out last week. Uh, it's called Panda Bear versus the Grim Reaper. It's really great. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Panda Bear. For those who are uninitiated, uh, it's Noah Lennox, uh, his nom de guerre, as it were. 
I get pretentious when I drink bourbon. Apparently, uh, he <laughs> is is Panda Bear. I was gonna say, and I I love it. Uh, it's uh, it's got a good beat behind it. Um, and what is complex and maybe initially jarring about the beat is undergirded by like a really good melodic sense that he always brings to every song. Simple, catchy, yummy. Uh, crosswords, Panda Bear. Dig it. That song is awesome. Awesome. Drink. Um, clip point of, point point of order. I'm excited to listen to that uh, album on the on the drinking game for the listening public. If if one of us says awesome, like as an immediate like, echo or response to an awesome said by another member of the podcast, does that imply that the audience have to drink twice, or can they kind of lump two awesomes into just one drink? That's no. I, that would be that would be two separate awesomes. Sub question: When somebody's has a point of order asking about awesome drinking rules, do those awesome count? Oh uh, yeah, I I feel like they do. Follow up question: When somebody has a question about a point of order, sub question: Yeah, I do those awesome all of these is yes, uh, and that would be two <laughs> drinks and four now because we've said awesome now five times. Okay, all right. First segment. Let's all go to the movies. Let's all. Stay home and watch 
Netflix instead Or maybe Amazon Instant Video It comes free with Amazon All right, nominees for the Oscars came out this week. Guys, what are we thinking? Looking, looking, uh, looking good. Yeah, I'm thinking. I, you know, I'm not like. I like movies and I like good movies, but I apparently am not. I don't pay enough attention to movies because maybe you guys are gonna laugh at me here, but I didn't know about Birdman. Am I? A bad person? Does that make me a bad person? I, I don't know what I, that. I don't know what that I, movie is. It may. I might be a worse person because I know about all of the movies and I've seen zero of them. So that might be even worse. But Birdman. I think Josh just saw it. Um, but from what I have heard, it's it's the best of the bunch, or at least the most interesting. Well, it's but, it grabbed the most nominations, right? It got it got nine. Um, well, it tied it tied uh, Wes Anderson. So did, the, so the did Grand, Grand Budapest, Budapest Hotel. Yeah, they both got nuts. nine. As yeah, a Wes Anderson. Crazy weirdo that yeah. i am surprised to see that he somehow got nine oscar nominations yeah. i mean Dude, voldemort was super good in it <laughs> ralph good for voldemort i'm still amazed at the i feel like the makeup and the uh wardrobe work on grand budapest to make voldemort not so pasty and have a real human nose was like really heroic work if you think about it you know pretty impressive yeah, a, sh- a shoe in for visual effects. I and think. I think his tongue wasn't even forked in, in Grand Budapest, which is, <laughs> it wasn't. Which is it remarkable. Was not, actually. Yeah. How'd they fix that? Weird. Uh, exactly. It, exactly. Oscar nom. I've, I've, I've seen a few of these. Boyhood, I just saw last week, and it was it was as cool as it sounds from, from how they made it over 12 years. It's one of those things where it's a like brand new uh, way of seeing something, getting to see this kid be. I mean, it's... Every five to twelve minutes, it's an, you're a year further in this kid's life, and they're telling this kind of grander story of just their family, and it's nothing overly out there, but it's it's just really really fun to watch them age these characters so quickly and with all the same actors, and it was just it, the the performances were super good, and I just couldn't like stop being happy while I watched it. So I really liked it, but I also haven't seen a lot of these other movies, and I've heard that a lot of them are very. But but did you end up seeing the Imitation Game? I know you and I were talking about that movie once upon a time. No, I could not it? find the damn thing without having to drive like twenty miles. Yeah, it was in was very very few from. theaters. <laughs> um, I I'm I'm not surprised that I did see it. Um, and I'll try not to spoil it for you guys. But spoiler um, alert: he's gay. Uh, <laughs> um. I'm not surprised that uh, Cumberbatch and Keira Knightley got nods um, for Best Actor and Best Actress in a Supporting Role because they were really good in the movie. The acting was really good. I left that movie feeling like the acting was great and the work in terms of set design and costume and just kind of making it all look very period, very World War II was really good. Visually, the movie looked really good. I felt like they dropped the ball a little bit on the storytelling piece. Um, the storytelling was a little incoherent to me. It it would it they they tried to do a flashback thing to Alan Turing's childhood, and then they'd come back to the modern day. But it didn't really. And maybe I'm just an idiot. I'm willing to admit that. But it didn't really make sense to me. <laughs> and what I felt like was that they missed they missed an opportunity to do something more. The whole Alan Turing was gay issue. You I, I feel like there was a lot of like fighting about how it should be portrayed. I feel like some people in the creation of that movie really wanted it to be a very central thing. And then I feel like other people who were in the creation of that movie wanted it to be very like just kind of there, but not really mentioned. And I, the way the story was told, it felt like there was a lot of infighting to me over how some of that stuff should be portrayed. And as a result, it kind of came out like a little bit of a mess in terms of what was important at what time. It's interesting how um, weirdly apparent it is in certain movies um that behind the scenes things were a problem like yeah. you can it it it's it's actually quite apparent very early on in many movies that you mm-hmm. watch that you can tell well this isn't it's not like this is a bad cast it's not this is a bad script but it just seems like these people maybe didn't work that well together or at right. least they didn't have a very good idea of what exactly they were making you know and right right or you know it it's it's kind of like it's kind of like sports with teammates and things where good actors or good writers or good directors, you know, it's like, "Oh, they were just phoning that in." Like they weren't they weren't surrounded by people to raise their game up and they just right. were like, "Eh, I don't know about this," right. you know. And 
I'm I'm glad to cash my check and whatever. And sometimes, and this is how I felt about the imitation game. Sometimes you feel like there was somebody who had a strong hand and a strong idea that like started to try and flesh it out, and then you could tell that they were like being stopped along the way and at a certain point they were like fuck it and just gave up and stopped trying with their idea and then the movie kind of falls apart so i don't know that's how i felt about the imitation game i wanted it to be better than it was the acting was really good the movie looked great the storytelling was a mess and it sounds like a a few of these movies and a few of the other ones that i also haven't seen uh similar story where there's people saying great things about all the acting but the movie as a whole but it still got nominated for best picture so um one last thing that's been been brought up uh all over the uh news and rightfully so, is uh, everybody nominated for an uh, acting role is white. That's correct. Louis, thoughts? Well, yeah, I, uh, a hat tip to the San Jose Mercury News. Uh, I, I believe it was their Friday. Yep, Friday front page. Uh, it was pretty great. Uh, the headline was, and the Oscar for Best Caucasian goes to dot, dot, dot. And then they had headshots of the 20... 20- Best actor, best actress, best supporting, etc., and they are all white people. Um, and you know, there's, it's interesting because, uh, you know, and and there are some logistical reasons that I have heard that Selma has not been rightfully um, decorated or or recognized. And it's, I, I guess, the screeners for the movie went out like very mundane, kind of boring shit. Didn't work in its favor. Um, but there's been some very fun. And by fun, I mean it's terrible, but it's an interesting reaction and to why you know Selma was snubbed. Um, I, I have a couple tweets here. Uh, it's a it's a medium of Ooh. communication. Uh, you guys might know about. It's on the internet. I've heard about it. I've heard it's pretty uh, yeah. awesome. Drink. Okay, so we got Dave Zyron. I believe I'm saying his name correctly. He's the sports editor at the Nation. Uh, he's a, a good follow. Uh, if Selma wanted more Oscar nods, Ava DuVernay, that's the director. She's an African American woman. Should have reimagined Dr. King as a white British Holocaust survivor with rickets. So that is a fun combination of the imitation game and the theory of everything, which are both sweeping in, you know, incredibly important biopics about sad British white men who have never been outside, um, judging from their complexion. And, uh, Joshua Molina had my favorite because Selma was nominated for Mm, West uh, Wing picture. Um, but oddly, and also none best the, song, right? The John Legend tune. Mostly, yeah, and oddly, most of the the, the mostly African American crew cast, etc., not decorated. The movie itself was good somehow, you know, without those people who were involved. So Joshua Molina, uh, friend of friend of the pod, uh, he's on Scandal mm-hmm. West Wing. You guys might know Sports <laughs> Night. I think, Josh maybe. Molina, what's up, Josh? Um, good to see you, baby. As he tweeted, this was excellent. Selma was an excellent movie that acted and directed itself beautifully. <laughs> I thought it was good. It's like it's like it's like this it's the is this recognition that this is a good movie, but we won't recognize any of the Anybody people that actually made it, you know? Um yeah. But yeah, uh classic Bill Bailey quip. I, I think it's uh you know, as people have pointed out, the Academy is ninety percent white and seventy five percent male which is not great for anyone really except white males, which I'm, you know, I'm a card carrying member, so I don't know what to say about that really, but um, yeah. it's not great, you know? Quick quick uh, question about that. Um, as a guy who... Let's throw this government over. <laughs> as, as a guy who, as a guy who doesn't know much about the Academy and how that all... How, how do you get in the Academy? Like, who's in it? I'm assuming it's like filmmakers and whatever but i think you just have to be an ancient an ancient like, person i think it's just ancient white people i think it's, it's the, the only, only qualification um let me it's basically it's basically <laughs> yeah. the membership of augusta national awesome <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah once once again the nominations have been uh overwhelmingly white, overwhelmingly male. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that you can't be surprised about at this point, but it's good to draw attention to it, especially in a year when um, people of color are producing really great movies and, uh, you know, to, to recognize a movie, but not recognize the work that went into it. You know, it's, it's frustrating, but uh, uh, let me try to think of a way to get this back to something awesome since that is what our podcast is about. 
Have you, do you guys know about sports? They're fun. Check them out. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what happens. That is that is a generic thing you could say about anything. It'll well, it'll be interesting based on what Louis was saying here too. It'll be really interesting to see. I I haven't looked to see who like the odds on favorites are, but if you know, say after all of that, say Selma were to win Best Picture, would that what? Well, kind I, of, I do uh, think craziness I do think that, that there, would create if that happened. I do think that there will be, and maybe I'm wrong, uh, but I do think that there will be a legitimate level of protest of the Academy Awards and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if a few actors people on stage said something about it. It do, does feel do like there's, there's moment. Yep. Yeah, there's momentum. Um, yeah. Especially with how fucked up 2014 was for people of color and I just feel like the Black Lives Matter movement that, that could come up at the Academy Awards and that would be very interesting and mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I end. think we got what, four, four, five, four or five weeks till, uh, till the Oscars, so It'll be interesting to see how that folds out. All right, next segment. You're the best. You've been great. And your life has some significance to this date. Yeah, you're awesome. Yeah, you're a freak. You're the weekly awesome, awesome person of the Jungle sweaty. All right. Awesome person of the week is uh, one of our segments here at the Weekly Awesome. We like to think about awesome people and all of the awesome things that they've done in their awesome lives or their awesome existences. Oh my if God. you're following along, that was five. <laughs> and um, yeah, we, we like to you know figure out somehow uh, each week how they're tied to the week, be it a birthday, be it a historic event. And uh, yeah, we like to honor them. Now, of course, it's Martin Luther King uh, Day uh, this Monday. Um, so he's the obvious choice. So we're going to give him the overall you win most awesome person of the week. Uh, but I saw that Kevin Costner turned 60 and I really wanted to do some <laughs> Kevin Costner jokes. So we're going to do a double. Um, everybody, God willing, you know who uh, the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was. Civil rights leader, American hero. We have a day off of work because of him uh, tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow. it's uh, tomorrow. Uh he was an inspiration, and uh, yeah, that's why we cheers, celebrate. Cheers. Now, Kevin Costner, on the other hand, <laughs> also an Kevin inspiration. Kevin Costner is sixty. Happy birthday, Kevin! Kevin Costner, for those of you who don't know, is a beloved American actor who brought some of our very favorite, <laughs> not quite the best, baseball movies into our lives. We got the Bull Durham's, we got Field of Dreams, we got uh, For the Love of the Game, and now he's doing some new movie where he's don't like you a, dare a lump run- for the love coach? of the game in with those other two yeah, movies. That, that is a <laughs> god awful movie. Don't you dare! Oh, well, come on, come on! Now, For the Love of the Game is good. No, it's, it's, no, no, fuck it's you, not. fuck you. That's a terrible an movie. An aging. <laughs> baseball pitcher who loves a beautiful young woman nope. that he meets after nope. all these years in the road and, <laughs> nope. and him and john c Riley, who are both like in their early 50s somehow are still major league okay, players just, and i will just, say this though just the just only he clears the mechanism louis he clears the mechanism the only the only her. the only thing worth remembering about that movie the only redeemable quality of that movie is that john c Riley has ne- there's never been a human with a more I play catcher face in the world than Johnson <laughs> Like he just looks Bad. like a he just looks like a catcher. And so that that alone is like the only thing that makes that movie redeemable. And it almost saves the whole movie. And it might be one of the worst movies that has ever been made. Um and that's saying something that he almost saves it with the fact that he just looks so <laughs> catchery. If anyone who knows catchers, John C. Riley looks like a goddamn catcher. I mean he, he looks, looks he like looks, a forty five year old version of Porter Ham. He's been he's been punched in the face several times, and he chews some tobacco. I mean, that, Porter ham, ham certain, Porter, yeah. whatever you guys know what I mean. So back to our our awesome person of the week, Kevin Costner. No, he's not uh, awesome though. I reject the premise. Oh, oh, how dare you reject the premise? I think you have Nothing to make a case like like, like his like his piss turns into water. Horrible, oh wait, getting to watch horrible movies <laughs> that make you laugh your ass off, like. Every Kevin Costner movie is so enjoyable because it's so bad or so weird or so Bull Durham. 
I would I'd like to read for you <laughs> to prove my Please. point. Wow. Uh, these are some these are some of the reviews on IMDb for Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh boy. And I read. <laughs> Why would anyone want to cast Kevin Costner as Robin Hood? I remember Robin Hood as being a happy, cheerful thief <laughs> that made you like him and root for him. Not in this version of the old story. <laughs> Kevin Costner brings no charisma to the part except as some lame duck lost in a bad script. Ooh, that is rough. Another, another writer writes, Kevin Costner is clumsy and overweight. Oh, rude. <laughs> and finally, there's nothing worse than Kevin Costner trying to talk like he's English. This movie sucks. <laughs> I, I, appro- so I appreciate Costner, the brevity of that review. Yeah, I, I agree. So, Kevin Costner, you're awesome. Thank you for Waterworld. And, and happy keep the birthday. Baseball, keep the baseball movies coming and happy 60th. Bubba doesn't Thanks, get to buddy. pick awesome person of no, the week No, Bubba, Bubba totally misunderstands what the word awesome means. Next segment, the awesome quiz. We here at the Weekly Awesome uh, like to play a little ongoing game. Every week, one of us prepares an awesome quiz for the other two. Pop quiz can be about anything, anything you want, as long as it's awesome. Uh, this week up, Bill going against the two undefeateds, Louie and Bubba. It's time to see who sits atop of the Weekly Awesome table. Bill. All right, guys. So uh, sitting here in my basement recording this podcast and drinking, and one of my other favorite activities to do while sitting in my basement and drinking, besides recording podcasts. <laughs> oh, it's going to be dirty, isn't it? Is oh, Bill. Uh, delete history. Delete uh, history. Um, <laughs> incognito window. <laughs> incognito window. <laughs> uh, no, one of my other favorite pastimes. Uh, is, other favorite <laughs> <laughs> is uh is to play is to play old is to play old eight bit Nintendo games, and oh. um lately uh in the last month or so I have been obsessed with uh, my rediscovery of the video game Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I'm assuming both of you have played Mike Tyson's Punch I Out. I have, yeah. Good, yes, excellent, because this week's Bub, awesome Bubba's knowledge of it is, is far is all, greater is than mine. all I'm about nervous. Mike Tyson's Punch ah. Out. That is this week's. I'm really hoping my Soda Popinski Weekly Awesome website profile <laughs> picture comes into play. This week's awesome quiz. So as, as you know, with the awesome quiz, we will alternate. I'll ask you questions. You'll each get a crack at three questions here. Uh, Mm -hmm. And depending on where we sit afterwards, if we need to do a series of tiebreaker questions after the third question, we will do so. Um, I do not have a coin on me. Bubba, do you have one to do some kind of randomization to see who will go first? Yes, I do. Louie, heads or tails? Tails. Tails it is. What do you want? I'll go second. All right, Bubba, so you're up first. Here's your question. Identify the following opponent by his trash talk. And I'll give you two examples of his trash talk. Okay. Trash talk example number one. I don't smoke, but tonight I'm going to smoke you. And example number two. My body is just so totally cool. (laughs) That is... I don't... Who's vain? Is that Don Flamenco? It is Super Macho Man. Oh, I was going to say Super man. Macho Man. I, I, he's the smoothest, but also he's... But, uh. I could have also gone with... He has two other He has two other ones. He has, I work on my tan harder than I'll have to work on you. And also he says, my super spin punch is totally tough. Oh, that would have given He's really it, bad yeah. at trash talk. Yeah. Yep. I don't think yeah. he understands how it works. Uh, I was going to do more trash talking. Now I wish I would have written some more into this quiz because those are pretty fun. Anyway, so Bubba Zero, uh, Louie, here you go. Here's your first round question. I'm, I'm going to lose really hard in this, but let's That's do okay. It. Give it a try. Which opponent of Little Mac is listed as being 36 years old, 298 pounds, and is from Istanbul, Turkey? It's the easiest question ever. Bald, bald bull? Bald Bull is correct, Louie. You are yes! losing one nothing after round one. Uh, okay, that was awesome, Bubba. Your question, round two. Mm. Which opponent of Little Mac enters the ring to the sounds of the song La Marseilleuse, which is the French national anthem? <laughs> oh man, 
Which one of these guys is French? Probably the I mean, pussy one. Rat? Uh, uh, no. Oh, good lord. Uh, King Hippo. Uh, <laughs> no, it is actually, as Louis said, the pussy one. Glass Joe is from Paris, France. Glass Joe. God, I thought Glass Joe was from Eddyville, Kentucky. And he enters. And yes, and then you promptly beat his ass in approximately one minute. If you know that's the uh, that's the intro to All You Need Is Love. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. All right, Louis, your round two question: Which opponent in the game also appeared in the short-lived Nintendo animated cartoon series titled? Captain N, the Game Master. <laughs> what? Uh, Mr. Sandman. Uh, it's King Hippo, and also they turned oh. King Hippo's skin blue for his appearance in Captain N, the Game Master. That Did you guys sense. ever watch you know Captain that, N, the Game Master? No. <laughs> was that on television? I was talking to girls. It was on television <laughs> Saturday yeah. morning. I had dates. <laughs> I was um, 10. All right, round three. Bubba. Let's do this. Name the opponents of the major circuit in order. Whoa. Okay, the first one is Piston Honda. So racist. The second, <laughs> the second one is Don Flamenco. Bald Bull. Soda Popinski. Super Macho Man? Ooh, you were mixing your uh, your circuits there. The major circuit is Don Flamenco, King Hippo, Great Tiger, Bald Bull. So, Louis, you are uh, up one nothing. You don't need your third question here. It was going to be named the World Circuit in order, which is Piston Honda, Soda Popinski, Don Flamenco, Mr. Oh. Sandman, and then Super Macho Man. Well, so there jokes, you have on it. You. jokes on you, because oh. I don't know any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, Louis is the winner of this week's awesome quiz. Uh, awesome, 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 awesome. That was seven. Congratulations, Louis. Thanks, guys. I'd like to thank Jesus, who totally cares about this trivia game we just played. He Jesus also cares about what? Russell Wilson's weepy football game he just played. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. Thanks, Jesus, weep? for caring Did about he weep football. At the end? He didn't. Weep. Oh, oh, he, he wept. So he wept. Oh my God, I missed it. What? It was. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, it was so awesome. no. That's too But it, it was good that Jesus had time to watch a football game on Fox this <laughs> afternoon. Because I know that he's busy. Oh, no. I didn't know he cried. Next segment. Boom. Online dating profiles of the week. Oh, yes. We, yes. Who's excited? So we remembered how funny it was right when <laughs> Craigslist came out, like right when that happened. And everyone, every once in a while, you get an email of someone copying one of the profiles they saw in there. Mm. Oh, man, it was fun. So we were like, hey, I've seen some pretty awesome, uh, you know, we've got friends who are online dating. And uh, Louis, have you, have you tried online dating? No, I have not. Thanks for asking, Josh. Well, I, I've, I've heard good things from some of our, <laughs> uh, our single friends and single listeners. Uh, and uh, we've heard some good things. We've also heard some horror stories. So if, uh, if you've got a good online dating profile, email it to us at theweeklyawesomepodcast at gmail.com. Here are our three favorites this week. First up is, uh, is one that I found in uh, the Orange County, in Orange County, California. And it was uh, just a singles ad for a man looking for a girlfriend. And it was titled, Chesty? <laughs> good, good start. <laughs> and here's what lies within. Uh it just is super. And my backup was a guy who wanted to dress up like a little girl and then have the woman treat him uh, like a little kid uh, and, and boss him around. But the, he, that's the, <laughs> my backup. So here it is. Chesty. It reads, got big knockers <laughs> looking to get with a good looking, get looking to get with a good looking, fit, successful 35 year old. Email me a picture. I'll email one back and we can make it happen. <laughs> Also, I'm married, so this is going to be on the down low. <laughs> really bury the lead on that one. <laughs> nice little postscript there. <laughs> yeah. It just and it, and it's not like he's asking, he's telling, I'm married, this is going to be on the down low. Uh, oh, that just I couldn't stop laughing. It is so just terrible. Anyway, uh next up, who's got an awesome online profile? Louie, what do you got? Well, 
I decided to uh, mine the Las Vegas casual encounters, which seemed like it could be interesting. <laughs> it was pretty interesting. Um, I got two. I I can't I can't pick between the two, so I'll just do both. All right, first one, and this is a man for a woman. The title of it is "Any Good Sexy Haircutters in the Area?" Question mark. <laughs> All right. I like where this is going. He's forty-two. He's athletic, and he's five foot nine. Here's the ad. <laughs> Just a horny guy who is in need for a haircut. Maybe more today. Does any of you fellow horny dudes or ladies know of a sexy lady who cuts hair from her house? Or maybe you can suggest a legit haircutting place with that a hottie works at? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how this is going to end for him, but it seems like it'd be funny. Uh, I just hope somebody responded. And then this is my favorite one. So I have to, I have to tell you that like when I start talking, it's going to be the the subject line of the post and then he just like it's like a complete sentence into the post like he just keeps going okay so the the subject line of the post is went trick-or-treating at your house okay so the the post only makes sense if you just keep going from there all right so it goes okay went trick-or-treating at your house and ma you turned me on but i couldn't ask for your number because i was with my girlfriend but if you see this email me I really liked that one. Because <laughs> who hasn't been with their girlfriend and just been trick or treating and thought, "Fuck, I want to get with her," you know? Oh, they're just these. All of these ones, just I mean, they just incredibly direct with it. Uh, I'm I'm married. I have a girlfriend. Oh, um, God bless Craigslist, Bill. What do you got? So. I had one that I'm not going to read because it started, the subject line was, feels like the first time. And I thought, hmm, this is interesting. That caught your attention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it went on to explain the first encounter between a man and a woman in very, very, very explicit detail. <laughs> and why this man is looking to experience that with some woman. Ugh. And it, it, it got gross really fast. But anyway, some weird, some weird shit out there on Craigslist. Um, but the one the one that I ended up finding the the actual text of the the ad itself isn't super funny or ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous, but why it grabbed my attention again was because of the title. And the title in all capital letters was "I Feel Eternal." <laughs> what? <laughs> That's I grabbed my attention. And the rest I of the click, ad, I'd I wanna, click on I that. I want to know more. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the ad is as follows. I don't know what that has to do with anything. I just thought I'd mention it. Makes me laugh for some reason. All the time in the world, let's kill some together. I'd like to email with someone, maybe talk on the phone. You only need to be a little random and bored. Why should you want to talk to me? I'm totally insane, but no (laughs) one can tell. What? (laughs) By the way, have you ever thought, have you ever in your whole life thought, I'd like to email with someone. <laughs> Nobody has ever thought that. That's not a thing. People think. <laughs> so anyway, spend some um, time. the eternal oh. Craigslist. He sounds, he is... sounds murdery. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, some, what I learned from this whole process. There's some weird, weird yeah, ass people out I, there in the world. I, I don't think I, I think, I think I want to take a shower, Josh. I don't know if I want to do this segment anymore. Uh, yeah. Oh, awesome. Online profiles of the week. All right, next segment, song of the week number two. Song of the week number two is coming from me. Um, Fleetwood Mac was in town a few, uh, <laughs> few weeks back, and me and my cousin Louie got to talking, and boy, we, we remembered how good that Rumors album was and our, one of our favorite songs on there. So I was like, you know what? I want my song of the week to be Never Going Back Again by Fleetwood Mac. Lindsey Buckingham at his best. Here it is, Fleetwood Mac. Never going back again. She broke down and let me in. Made me see where I've been. 
Mm. Tasty track. It's so tasty. I want to take it to All a right. nice seafood dinner and maybe call it again. Next segment. Games. games, games, good games. <laughs> In honor of uh, of our, this episode goes to 11, three-day weekend special of the Weekly Awesome. This week's game segment is going to be talking about some of our favorite drinking games. Now, I know that after college, it's frowned upon by some other adults that we still sometimes like to play some games. When we're Thanks a lot, games. Derek. Yeah. <laughs> Derek and Chad. Ugh. Craig. Anyways. <laughs> I think it's still an awful lot of fun. And recently I've been introduced to a few new games that I think are spectacular. So I'm, 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 I want your guys take at this point in your life. What's your favorite game to play when you're drinking? Do you just prefer to play some cribbage and have a beer? Do you like to still play some drinking games? Bill, what do you got? What's your favorite drinking game? Well, now that you mentioned it, playing cribbage and having a beer is, is, I mean, it's pretty nice. It's, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty laid back. I, I still, and I know that, you know, this might make me sound a little on the immature side, but I, I still enjoy a really good, quick-paced, fast, competitive game of flip cup. Mm. I mm. I really just I, mm. I love I love the competitiveness of it and the speed and the just the suspense and you're going down the line and is it my turn? I don't know. I just I I, I always <laughs> thought that game was fun. Uh, and is when, it my turn? I don't know. When we were in, when we were in our college <laughs> days, and I still you know, it's rare that I get a chance to play it anymore. But um, uh, yeah, it's really it's a fun game. I really enjoy flip cup. Louis, what's your favorite? Uh, Louis, what's your favorite drinking game? Caps. Um, so caps is a game where four people play. You can also do it with two if you're alcoholic Dangerous. and desperate, like I am occasionally. Um, but it's more fun with four. So it's uh, you sit uh, on your ass, and betwixt you and your partner is a cup <laughs> full of beer. And you throw bottle caps into said cup on the other side. And uh, it turns out to be a great game if you're good at hand-eye throwing and catching kind of things, which, spoiler alert, I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. And it's it requires much beer drinking, which I think is a good... I, I enjoy that about a drinking game where it's like, you can't just like stumble into a game of caps and be any good you have to like oh yeah you gotta be on your mark yeah like you're gonna be terrible if you just decide to start playing some caps you gotta be able to drink at least eight to twelve beers in two hours you know and if you don't know me you're probably terrified by what i just said but that's that's it that's how it works it's pretty easy to drink that many beers it turns out and it is fun (laughs) it is a fun ass game yeah, and there's can- cancellations. Bubba loves cancellations. Oh, can- it's it's competitive. There's you, there's st- there's a chance for big comebacks. It's got I mean it's got everything, and you actually have to be you have to like, keep your cock offs below the cup, which is important. It's yeah, very you important. Cannot, you no cocking off above the cup. You can only be below the cup and yep. never watch the cup. It'll go in every time. Yeah, if you look at the cup, it'll go in. Those are definitely two of my favorites. Uh, so this last year, my buddy, uh, the they call him the doctor. Um, he introduced me to a new a new drinking game and i think uh, it, 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 this is an appropriate time to talk about it as, do you actually uh, have a friend a... who's called the doctor or are you just yeah, making yes, that I, up yeah the doctor we were out we were out at uh we were out, out at the lake and the doctor <laughs> taught me this game that his uh soon-to-be in-law taught him uh and and as part of the uh weekly awesome bubba's 2015 health initiative uh i thought this would be a good time to talk about this game as this game is a little more active. It involves uh, getting getting your sweat on. Um, so the game, uh, I believe, I don't know if it was made up by these other, you know, the people he learned it from, but I, I definitely have never heard of it, and it's it's just called Drunk Ball. Um, now, how you play is you put uh, cans of beer um, that are uh, just, you know, that they can be empty on the corners of the um, ping pong table. So there's one can in each corner, and it's two on two. And there's just one ping pong ball, and then each of you has a full beer and a cup. And when your team is up, one of you throws the ball, and if you hit the cup, your teammate has to chug their beer until the other team gets the ball back on the table. So they have to go grab the ball, get it back on the table, and then you're done. 
the first team to have both of their guys and you alternate going back and forth to finish their beers and flip them over wins. So it involves throwing the ball and then having to like, if you deflect it, you, you sprint and go under couches and you have to get it back to the table. It gets really competitive, Whoa, really fast. Dude, and like you insane. scramble. It's pretty fun. And then you have to mind the, the furniture and whatnot. So, uh, you know, you got to have a little safer place to play, but like it just, you know, a cushiony basement is pretty solid and yeah, it is a ton of fun and you get, I mean, you can play a bunch of games, you get sweaty, but you can get hammered and it is an awful, I feel like I'd throw up if I was playing this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can put in whatever (laughs) effort you want. Yeah. Yeah. You might play to your opponent, (laughs) but, uh, it's my active Bubba's choice. 2015, uh, health and wellness. Everybody let's lose some pounds uh, in 15 campaign. Uh, Follow us on Twitter for more at Weekly Awesome. All right. Next segment. Dear Popstar is a favorite of our listeners, and uh, we've been flooded with hundreds and hundreds of emails every week uh, with questions for Popstars. We had a lot of people writing and asking, hey, fellas, we know you've got the inner line to the Popstar scene, but do you have as much clout when it comes to television and movie stars? The short answer is yes, we do. And uh, so we've gotten some pretty great questions uh, uh, for some movie stars. So this week's edition of Dear Pop Star is actually called Dear Movie Star. Louie, why don't you give us the first one? Yeah, I got a letter here from Darius from New York City. Um, his letter is addressed to Ted Levine, a uh, character mm. actor. Sil- yeah, Silence of the Lambs was his biggest role that you might remember. He was also in The Bridge on FX. Mm, Anyone watch that? But yeah, it's a good show. All right, so this letter is to Ted Levine from Darius. Darius says, Dear Mr. Levine, There's a girl I'm really interested in. She's great. I enjoy her, but occasionally I I, I suffer from bouts of low self-esteem, and I feel like she might be better than me. She might be above my, my pay grade, you know what I'm saying, Mr. Levine? I'm wondering, what can I do to really get myself in a situation where I feel adequate where i feel like she's mine and i'm hers if you could help me with any advice as far as what i could say to get myself ready to hang out with her that'd be great because i could really use it mr levine thanks darius all right ted levine what do you got that is i that's i mean i I guess maybe that's good advice. That's creepy, <laughs> but good. Sure. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <sighs> awesome advice, sir. Awesome advice. Bill, what do you got? Um, I have a question here from Walt in Worthington, Minnesota. And uh, Walt is writing to um, now the late actor Robin Williams. But thankfully, uh, through the magic of movies, we can... We can find Robin's advice uh, to Walt here. So I'll, I'll just read. Walt writes, Dear Robin, We are now upon the five-year anniversary of my beloved Vikings completing one of their most fantastic seasons with Brett Favre at the helm. During that season, I was able to attend every single Vikings game, including all of the regular season away games. However, during the NFC Championship game, I wasn't able to attend because my wife's asshole bandwagon jumping cousin wanted to throw a big family party to watch the game instead. And so I had to watch it with all my wife's dumb aunts and weird cousins and shit who don't understand football. And he writes in all caps, I hated every second of it. Wow. Of course, we all know what happened next. The Saints cheated, the Vikings vikinged, and the game was lost. To this day, I haven't been able to forgive myself for that loss. I know that I am the one who's responsible for the continuation of the Vikings curse. For five years, I haven't been able to sleep. My wife has left me. I lost my job. Food has lost its taste. And my life has lost its purpose. Help me get out of this funk, please. Walton Worthington. Wow. That is super bleak. shit. Robin, you got anything to say to him? You see this? It's not your fault. No, no, you don't. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault, Walt. 
It's it's not your fault. It's not your fault, Walt. You need to you need to come to grips Brett with this. Brett Favre's Walt. fault, obviously. Yeah, fucking thrown across your body. Yeah, Bernard Berrien was wide open, eight yards in front of him yeah. at the sideline. Throw yeah. it there, kick a field goal, ball game. Yeah, Walt, don't blame yourself, man. You need to have it's your cathartic your fault, moment. Man. Brett Brett Favre uh, was clearly question. was clearly a Soviet spy in disguise as a Viking. Oh, for sure. Oh, that was terrible. He did. He planned. He that didn't actually thing. want us to win. Let's be real. No, no. He just uh, built us up so he could tear us down. It does make me. It does make me incredibly happy that the Packers lost in overtime, like a bunch of bitches. So, <laughs> fuck the Packers. <laughs> All right, our final dear movie star. Uh, so this one now, now fans, if you're not, if you know, if your advice hasn't been read yet, just give us a few weeks. We had thirteen hundred submissions oh, uh, via so email many. this last week. And uh, we, 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 we just can't use them all, but there are some terrific ones. Now, this next one in particular isn't really someone seeking advice, but they had a question <laughs> that I found simply delightful, and I needed to know the answer to it. So we decided to roll with it. So this one isn't quite as much advice as it is a guy asking uh, a very particular question. He write, he's writing to Patrick Stewart, and uh, his name is DJ Sammy Simples. Uh, oh, and he's writing from That's Las an Vegas, Nevada. Name, Josh. And he writes, Dear Patrick, if you, I, and any one other person of your choosing were able to party for 48 straight hours as hard as we could in Vegas, who would the other person be? Beyonce, Jay Z, Two Chains, Wade Boggs, Kim and Kanye? Let me know, man. Oh, and how many lines of cocaine should there be lined up and waiting? Let's get it. DJ Sammy Simples, Las Vegas, Nevada. Ah, that uh, that is a very specific question. And uh, I am excited to hear what Patrick Stewart has to say about it. Uh, Patrick Stewart, how many lines of cocaine should be waiting for you? There are four lines! Uh, uh, that is okay. He, he's a man who knows what he wants. How, how about the how about the, be, the the better of the questions, Patrick? Though, who would that other person be? You and DJ Sammy Simples, you're partying. Who's that other person? Jay Z, Beyonce? Oh, uh, Paul Menegay, a seven year old. He did a most interesting clay sculpture of my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Patrick, I, that's come on. There's a line drawn somewhere, and doing hard drugs with children is where we cross it. Bad advice. Sorry, Sammy. Uh, oh, I don't think Patrick. he's going to give you the answer that he wants. It's it's not going to be one of your favorite music stars. <laughs> Thanks, pop stars and movie stars, for your advice this week. Boy, it sure is nice that you get back to us in such a timely manner. All right, next segment. Would you rather watch Kitty Cats playing? Not to say that we wouldn't show Kitty Cats playing. Here come Kitty Cats playing. Welcome to the weekly awesome, awesome video. Awesome video of the week. Louie, what, what you got? Um, I selected, uh, one of my favorite songs in the whole wide universe, uh, Frank Ocean, who is pretty much the greatest. He wrote a song called I Miss You, or Miss You, that ended up on a Beyonce album, but, uh, his version is much better. So, uh, there's a black and white semi-artsy version of him playing some, some of that song on the organ and it's just makes me just want to grab somebody and kiss him on the neck, you know, does that make sense? I mm. think that makes sense. That's, that's, I think yeah. you know what I'm talking no, about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it's, it's, uh, he's got one of my favorite voices and, uh, it's just a, it's a good song and it's, a it's a good representation of the song from the, from the video. So I miss you, Frank Ocean live. In L.A., I think, on some organ. And you can uh, catch that as well as all of our uh, weekly awesome songs of the week from this weekend and every other week on our website at theweeklyawesome.com. Just click on the awesomes. You can catch your music and uh, your video of the week on there. So theweeklyawesome.com. Next segment. Sports. NFL playoffs. We had one one ass kicking and one just a uh, terrific game with all the best results and all three of us uh, are, are are Minnesota Vikings supporters and we all would would go along with the saying as you heard earlier in the program uh, f word the Packers but yeah. uh, Bill 
Bill, you seem to hate them the most. Uh, tell me how you're <laughs> feeling about the Packers and Seahawks game. I'm I'm feeling pretty good because not only did the Packers lose, but they they lost in just like a heartbreakingly hilarious fashion. They went out <laughs> and so terrific, wasn't it? They they went out and dominated about 55 minutes of this football game to the point yeah. where I actually about in the middle of the third quarter fell asleep in my chair. Just fell right asleep. Only to wake up just in time, just in time to see an onside kick bounce off a Packer player's face and back into the Seahawks' hands. Like, that's when I woke yeah, up, right rough. at the onside kick. And it, it made me so happy. It was just, uh, it was just really great. And then, yeah. Um, and then, of course, they, they, got their, they got their hope back, the, the Mason Crosby field goal to tie it and send it to overtime. And then, um, and then just had it torn away from them by... By Russell Wilson, who I understand, did, did one of you guys mention? I didn't see his post game interview. Was was crying at the end of the game? Oh, oh just delightful. weeping like a tiny child who just learned about the Easter Bunny or something. He was weeping hmm. so hard. Hmm. And apparently, the entire process of that game was controlled by Jesus. So yeah, hmm. Jesus oh, cared was... so much about that football game on Fox. So... I mean, it was so okay. So Jesus. the part the part of the, the part of that that I actually believe though is that Jesus didn't care about the Packers. <laughs> if true. Jesus was there and he gave a shit about football, no fucking chance Jesus cheers for yeah. the fucking Packers. Right. That's I mean, that's the piece. Jesus is a I Vikings believe. fan. That's right. Jesus wouldn't be dumb enough to cheer for the Vikings. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> He's too wise for it. My favorite part of the of the like just the wonderfully crushing way that they were taken down was the, it, of all of the things that happened, it was incredibly significant, but it was just so quick and weird that it didn't get more than just a second of comment on television. Uh, that 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 two point conversion was such a Brett Favre of pass show, where it's just like I'm going to run one way and then hurl it back across, and somehow someone's going to make the catch. And the D back, how he didn't get a hand on it, it just like and that was also part of that ridiculous onside kick. I mean. What a ridiculous sequence of just imagine watching a Packer fan watch that fall apart. It would have oh, been I so wish delightful. I would have been able to watch a Packer fan. That would have been oh. really neat. I would have fans out it. there. If you have any videos watching your friends watch the Packers lose that game, throw it at us at the weekly awesome.com. We'd love to share it with everybody. Yeah. Um, oh, terrific. Terrific. That it, it was an exciting game. That's for sure. Did anybody catch uh, the late game? I flipped it on right as we started recording and saw it was forty-five to seven and turned it off. Wait, I watched the first half. Forty-five to seven is that real? That's that's what it yeah. was when uh when we started. I saw fourteen to seven, but uh, I didn't know yeah. it got that a bad. A bit of the men men amongst boys scenario going on in that one. So that sets up what should be a pretty fun uh pretty fun Super Bowl, I think. New England versus Seattle. Also, one other side effect for I live in Phoenix and the Super Bowl is here. Uh, of all the crowds that could have ended up at this game, we basically have. People, you know, Seattle fans or a bunch of loud New Englanders oh, from Boston get weird. or yeah. or Indianapolis or it could have been Indianapolis or Green Bay. I think Seattle no, versus won. New England yeah. will bring the best crowd. Yeah, the, yeah, the right? drunkest I mean, crowd and the, the most oh, stoned sure. crowd, too. Yeah, yeah, and it'll just it'll be an interesting mix of folk, yeah. I, and, and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. It should be a pretty good time. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you guys all about it uh, on the weekly awesome that week because uh, it should be a bit of a shit show. I'm looking forward to it. All right, if there's nothing else, uh, no, I got one other thing. Um, I'd just like to update the people on uh, Italian Liga Pro. That's the third division of Italian I soccer. Like a um, my pizza. team, yep, my team, Lakila Calcio. Uh, recently beat uh, Asholi Piccio, who are in first place cor- currently in the table. Oh. And so Lakila have pulled into fourth place oh, in the table, but they are, they are only two, on, they are now yeah. two points behind Asholi, uh, or maybe it's a Scoli. I'm, I'm not sure, but anyway, uh, yeah, two points, two points, uh, back, but in fourth place. So it's going to be a tight run to the top here at the end of uh league pro. Bill, when are you going to make your pilgrimage to the third tier of Italian pro soccer? When are you going to hit the? Hit, By the, the time I can make it there, that. they're going to be in the second tier, baby. They're going right up to Serie B. <laughs> they're going to get promoted this year. I just got a good feeling about Laquila. Il Rosso Blue. Blue. Awesome. Yeah. Next segment. All right. Our final song of the week is coming to us from Bill. Bill, what's your song of the week? Well, my song of the week um, is uh, James Brown tune. But the reason that I got there is because the the song that I heard the most of this week was actually the Bruno Mars tune Uptown Funk. Um this song yeah, just so much in my world in my world exploded this last week. Now I looked it up, it's been out since November. 
but I heard, it, I heard it a month ago, maybe. But it just, yeah, it I, just I, got, it just blew up this, yeah, last couple weeks. Yeah, I feel like it just got huge this week. Well, anyway, I listened to it. It's And that's a great tune. I love that tune. Um, but that tune, to me, had a lot of very uh, Michael Jackson-type influence to it and also a lot of James Brown influence. And then that reminded me that I hadn't listened to James Brown um, for a while. So I listened to a fair amount of James Brown the rest of this week because I was inspired by that. And so I picked the tune Papa's Got a Brand New Bag because mostly because it's not the deepest James Brown cut, but um, I, I just really love the horn riff and the horn work mm. in Papa's Got a Brand New Bag. Uh, it's just really fun, really good stuff. So that's my tune of the week. Papa's Got a Brand New Bag by James Brown. I love James Brown. Oh my god, it's so tasty. He's so much fun. I dare you to not dance when James Brown plays. Yeah, oh. try and sit oh. perfectly still as you listen to a James Brown tune. Can't happen. It's impossible. Well, that brings us to an end of another episode of the Weekly Awesome. Really? And more importantly, to our very special first ever. This episode goes to 11, three-day weekend edition of the Weekly Awesome. Fellas, awesome show and Thanks to all of you for joining us. Uh, make sure you follow us online. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Weekly Awesome. Uh, you can email us if you've got questions for a pop star, you've got anything uh, you'd like us to bring up on the pod uh, at the Weekly Awesome Podcast at Gmail. Um, and also make sure you check out our website, theweeklyawesome.com. We've got uh, our songs of the week are all posted up on there on a Spotify playlist. We'll post our video of the week up there as long as the current standings on the uh, Weekly Awesome podcast uh, awesome quiz table, which Louie currently sits at the top of with six points. Um, and yeah, uh, there's a bunch of fun stuff on there. So find us there. And uh, thanks for giving for joining us. We'll see you next Tuesday. I'm Bubba. I'm Louie. And I'm Bill. And remember, drink beers, read a book, listen to a new pan, watch sports, eat snacks, pack one, find some strange, sing a song, watch some sci-fi, cook something, watch soccer, harmonize, and remember, always shoot for awesome. Have an awesome week, everybody. Bye. Bye. The end has come. It's time to say goodbye. But don't be sad. Think of all. Next week will be fucking awesome too.